why don't more people have their windows open? It's such a nice day experience. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm turning into my parents because that's literally the shit they would say. <laughs> this is an associate's. We are Nazis. We are associates. That's what we Hello and welcome to this episode of And Associates. I am one of your hosts, Preston Eberlin, along with... Your favorite host, Carson. And we are here asking you to subscribe, rate, and review us on the Apple Podcast app if you have not done so already. Uh, But other than that, we'll just go right into corrections and clarifications. Carson, what corrections and clarifications do you have? Okay. Um, So I practiced the name again, and um, I'm going to say it this time. It's Sheikh Jarrah. Jarrah. Sheikh Jarrah. Um, so I realized that that's very, like, insulting to just be like, ah, I can't pronounce it. Um, and I tried, and I'm sorry, but I tried again. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I did it okay. I listened to a lot of... Um, Um, yeah, that's my bad. Okay, should be gone. Um, yeah, no worries. (laughs) Um, but yeah, anyway, and then the other thing was that I think there was an implication that, like, it was the Trump administration that signed the $38 billion deal, but I think it went through, like, September of 2016, so it was the Obama administration, um, but obviously over the last like four years or so, the Trump administration continued it and um, carried out the deal. So yeah, well, th- and that's all I have. Cool. Thank you, uh, Carson. And uh, per um, us doing a very uh, I say difficult topic, but I'll say full topic. Um, I also have corrections. So I said the two strains of IR theory, like the two main strains were liberalism and realism. So I was 100% correct with realism because that's the first one that came about. But then I, I don't, or sorry, I, yeah, I said, I, did I just say idealism? What did I just say? Or did I just say liberal? You said liberalism. Okay, no, liberalism is what I meant. I kept saying idealism. Um... So, just a correction that I meant liberalism, not, or, uh, yeah, not idealism. Um, and just to put a finer point slash emphasis on um, America and America's role in the Middle East and foreign policy in general is typically, regardless of um, political party, uh, uh, I ideology most um of american foreign policy uh aligns between two parties and the reason behind that is because then it gives us more um or it just gives a uh an a state in general a nation state more power to say regardless of our political party this is our stance on a certain issue and that's why one reason when um like the Trump administration took over and took us out of the Paris Climate Accords and started posturing differently towards uh, China and all these different things. Why you saw um, American numbers uh, in foreign countries go down in terms of leadership on a, on, on, on a global scale. I mean, also the like multiple Middle East wars that we've gotten into and all those other things. But um, that's just a, a finer note on uh american foreign policy and just really nations foreign policies in general because i mean it's kind of like think of your parents um when you were a kid uh if if you were fortunate enough to have two parents um and you would ask one to do something uh and there was almost always a certain parent that you would ask uh to do a certain thing um because you knew they would either say yes or they would go with ask your other parent um, because if your parents didn't have time to talk about it, 
then um, you, you might get drastically different answers between the both of them. And so this is just, international politics is just that on a, on a global scale. And so nation, <laughs> nations are just like, let's talk internally to figure out how we feel about something before we make a grand gesture. And the issue is America has been making grand gestures towards Israel because, again, they're our little Randall snitch. Um, <laughs> snitch is good. Um, which is part of the issue with Israel is because they keep snitching um, but oh god you can clip that for later um, but yeah so anyway that I just hope I, I probably just confused you get labeled as anti-semitic <laughs> oh no oh no oh no that's not an anti-semitic phrase is it I don't think it is I don't think so okay no um, yeah. but, but still um, <laughs> uh, so I, I hope I didn't make everyone more confused with that additional explanation, but, uh, I just feel like, I mean, IR politics and IR, uh, theory in general is not easy. Um, I mean, I studied it for years and still clearly get, get it mixed up and that's why we need corrections and clarification. Anyway, Carson, I think it's time we go into the weekly wrangle before I say more incorrect things. <laughs> All right, are you ready for this? Hit me. I love the mountains. I love the rolling hills. I love the flowers. I love the daffodils. I love the fireside when all the lights are low. Boom diada, 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 boom. Yay! I loved it. Thank you so much, Carson, uh, for that rendition. Um, and with that, I'll just let everyone know what we're talking about, which is environmental wellness, which is one of the eight dimensions. Folks, we're coming down to the wire in terms of these dimensions. This is our penultimate um, uh, dimension. Ooh, good use of penultimate. Thank you. It's one of my favorite words that I don't use off in, in math. Um <laughs> Which, just a quick point on the word often, or often, is there is debate within English um, literature, and I mean English literature in terms of, like, English as a language, about whether or not to pronounce the T, and it is um, quite well known that voice teachers and music professionals believe you do not pronounce the T, um, and so, uh, often... <laughs> often. 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 Oftentimes, I say the T. Well, yeah, and a, a lot of the reason and, or, or what it was explained to me when I was going through, like, music theory and crap was that people um, will say the T because it sounds a little more um, uh, fancy and a little more... Yeah. It, it sounds more correct. That, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> but um, especially, like, when you're singing and stuff, consonants are either... Uh, a great thing or your 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 song's downfall and so um especially when you're singing you are not saying the t and often because you want consistency and it just makes it easier often <laughs> anyway that is not important to what we're talking about <laughs> which is environmental wellness and so um yeah carson you want me to just give you the definition and then we'll just talk about her yeah, oftentimes I wonder what the definition of environmental wellness is, so will you give it to me? Well, I often wonder as well, and I will go ahead and give it to you. So the definition of environmental wellness is, uh, it, it is defined as occupying pleasant, stimulating environments that support well-being. So what does that mean to you? I like that you asked the question in that way because I think it could mean something different to everyone because it says pleasant, stimulating environments, um, which I think people find different things stimulating. Mm -hmm. And then it says that support well-being. And I, I sort of think of like self-care when I think of that. Mm -hmm. And self-care looks different for a lot of people. So for me, a pleasant, stimulating environment that supports my well-being would be like the soccer field, um, 
the middle of the woods all by myself. Um, also, let me be clear, soccer field by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anything around like trees and flowers and nature. Um, also, animals. Um, very stimulating for me to be around animals and pet them. As long as it's not birds. Um, <laughs> those, so I think those are like my top ones. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's great, because mine is, um, I mean, mine is similar in terms of, like you said, soccer field, so I was at tennis court for me. Um, I've started to, on my lunch breaks, I realize that if I go to the tennis courts at my apartment complex, I can have about 30 minutes of serving time, where I just hit serves for 30 minutes, and it's plenty enough time to um, get in a nice little workout, um, and then come back, um, and be done with my lunch. And that's just a nice little, um, space that I, I occupy and it stimulates my mind, but also my body. Um, but then I also find, um, that, uh, I enjoy, uh, my couch is a nice place. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> I've started to make my balcony a little fancier, so now she has a, a, um, fuck, what's it called? Uh, a, a, a torch is what it's called that, like, keeps bugs away that, like, has special stuff in it where you light it and it, like, keeps bugs away. Um, oh, it's like a okay. tiki torch, but it's like a tabletop torch. Um, okay. And so, she's fancy there. Um, my car is nice maybe not so much stimulating but it definitely supports my well-being i mean we've talked about in the past um how important i think um drives are to us um but specifically like when i'm driving and i'm super excited and this maybe should go into a different section but i'm going to talk about now since we're talking about environments and i bought um a fuck what's it called um what did i send you i sent it to you earlier this week it's a upholstery cleaner thing which i've seen uh, i've seen on tiktok the um the green machine yeah the little green machine that like is supposed to be really good at like getting out stains and stuff and like my car i mean you've been in it it's all always fairly clean and whatnot but um there's definitely been times when i've spilled like coffee or tea Um, and because it's all black interior, you can't really see it. So I'm like, I'm excited to, um, be able to clean it out, like give it a deep clean. Cause I, I vacuum it out and I, I get car washed often. Um, (laughs) and I am looking forward to, um, just cleaning out. Cause I also ordered, I didn't send you this one, but (laughs) I spent a lot of money this month, but I, um, ordered, um, a compressed air, uh, electric thing, so it, like, plugs in and, sh- and shoots out air, rather than, like, the compressed air bottles, which are really bad for the environment. Um, this, this guy, like, plugs in, and you just, like, can, can spray air, because, and I always wondered, like, how the fuck detailers, car de- detailers, get in those little notches and stuff in your car? Like, how the fuck do they get the, the little, like, um, dust, dust out of there and stuff? And, so again, somehow I ended up on car car detailing TikTok, and they were like, you have to get um, air to shoot out, so then you can push it into, like, where your feet normally go or whatever, and then you just vacuum it up, like normal. Um, and I'm like, oh, duh, that makes, that makes much more sense than trying to fit your hand in there or using a, uh, a, sti- <laughs> a stick like I was doing. Um, and I'm like, yeah, this will be much easier. So, anyway, that's all supposed to come on a Tuesday. So, the reason I bring that up is just because there's nothing more appealing to me or um, more... I I never feel... or That's not a lie. I do feel. But I I never... or I I feel very, very good um, when I get into my car after I've just spent, like, 30 minutes cleaning it. Um, Like, wiping it down, wiping it on the inside, and all that stuff. And, um, just going for a drive because that is not, I mean, not just going for a drive, like going somewhere, but, um, but getting into a clean car is something that, um, 
I definitely appreciate more in my adult life, especially um, since I have um, like purchased my own cars. Like growing up, my my first car by ninety one Plymouth Sundance, uh, which was older than I was and didn't have air conditioning. Um, like I took as much care of it as I could, uh, but getting a car wash in that car was not feasible because when it rained, it leaked. So if I got a car wash, it would also leak. <laughs> Literally, Carson, I in that car. So that car was not in a, an environmental well place for me to be in because literally when it rained the car's windshield wipers one only had one speed which was this and if i thought they were going to fall off um but then two um from the windshield it would leak so i i back then i also loved chipotle i would have a bunch of chipotle napkins that i would shove up there while it was raining so it wouldn't um so it wouldn't get on me so anyway that's all to say that i find my car uh, a great place for uh, both a stimulating environment but also a place to support my well-being uh, because I can also like listen to music and stuff uh, which I, I think is important um, I mean like I am one of those pe- sorry I am talking a lot <laughs> but I, I which, which what's new but um, but I'm one of those people who like the moment it gets above like 65 degrees and anywhere below 90 degrees my windows are open um, because we were always a window open family, like even on the highway, even if we were in the back seats, like our parents would still have the windows open and we'd be like, I can't see, but it's fine because we were a window right. family. Um, and, uh, so I just, I love, um, to hear and see, um, and feel the, uh, the outdoors, even, even in my car. Um, but yeah. So anyway, sorry, that was a lot <laughs> <laughs> um, the concept of window families is really intriguing to me because my family was a window open family as well. So like I'm a window open person too, but there are some people who like never put their car windows down and I'm like, what are you doing? Well, th- How do you, what? That's what, when, whenever it's like 70 degrees out, which is perfect window weather. Um, and I see people with their windows open. I'm like, are you cold? Like, do you have the heat on or do you have the air on? Either way, I don't understand. And I'm like, just fucking open your window. And and I get it. I get it. Look, to each their own. But that is one of those things that gives me unnecessary car rage because I'm just like, why don't more people have their windows open? It's such a nice day experience. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm turning into my parents because that's literally the shit they would say. (laughs) Right? It's like, Drive your own drive, but if it doesn't align with my values, then I'm angry with you. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Well, it's just like we talked about in an earlier episode where I will get so pissed off if someone is going super slow in front of me, even if they're going the speed limit. And um, But then if I'm doing the same thing and there's a car tra- trailing me behind me, I'm like, get off my ass, bro. I'm going five over the speed limit. But... I, I, I do totally. the same thing because, in, again, in our minds, we're like, we are the main characters in this story, so why isn't everyone conforming to what I want? Oh, I 100% had road rage today at someone who was trying to merge. There's like an exit downtown where you have to be in one lane to get off to get into downtown, but the other lane like continues on the highway. Yep. And people that gets really backed up and people frequently will come into the downtown lane to like cut in the highway lane Mm -hmm. and it just really irritates me so I like was obnoxiously like honking my horn at this person and I was like well maybe they didn't do it like on purpose like after the fact I was like trying to find compassion for them but during the moment I was (laughs) enraged yeah and I mean sometimes that's all you can do though um, because, you know, I, I don't know, people, car, that's one of the things about cars, I guess, and I actually, I'm glad we're, we're continuing to talk about this, uh, in the environmental wellness, because maybe it's not so good for our mental wellness, um, that cars are an environmental place, uh, that we like, that, that, or I guess that I like. Well, there are, like, so many factors that we can't control. Right. 
and like a ride could be a really good ride or it could be a really like not good ride it just depends yeah. like yes which actually this is a perfect way to segue into the goals because the first one is become aware of how your external environment affects you <laughs> which we've already been talking yeah. about um because all those factors that we were mentioning about in cars are all things that um are external of variables that we cannot control um but they have a certain effect on us and i like i think you um retroactively like thinking oh maybe like trying to give that person some grace um was something that um was important um but also it's so hard in the in the moment um in a car to to do that because i mean let's be very clear too cars are like 300, 300, no, a couple ton, like thousand plus ton vehicle, like things that we're controlling. Um, and so it's also like a very, a safety thing. So I think maybe, you know, using something else about external variables, like, um, like rain, I know for me is something that affects me in a way, um, like another, like not only does it, um, just make me, like, emotionally and mentally draining. Like, it literally makes my knees hurt. Like, I've reached that age where my knees... I will wake up in the morning if it's raining, and my knees hurt. And I need to, like, literally take ibuprofen and rub them down with Aquaphor and, like, get going and move. Um, or, oh my or, or my knees will continue to hurt. And I'm like, oh my God, how old am I that this is the life that I'm currently living? <laughs> you are ancient, apparently. Yeah. But what do you, um, what do you think about I that first school? I, I mean, I think that like, I had to become acutely aware of certain aspects of my external environment over the last year maybe a lot of people did but so like for example why do I like riding going for drives in my car well for one reason it's something that like Molly and I enjoy doing together um and so that was fun for us but like you know for a while there was not a lot else that we could do because mm -hmm. everything closed because of the pandemic and um and I wasn't really driving anywhere. I wasn't driving to school, work, anything. So it was like a, a fun, like a new external environment to explore. Yeah. Um, even though obviously it's one that I've been in before and with great frequency. Um, the other thing is that because school went online, I had to be aware of my study space. I think I like have always been aware of it, but my study space became like more than half of my life mm -hmm. um, because my study space used to have the ability to change. I would go to the library, I would go to the school, I would go to a coffee shop, um, and all of that got cut off, cut out. So I was sitting in the same place so I had to make sure that I was really intentional about interior design or setup or whatever yeah. and I think that was a huge like just being aware of how that external environment was affecting me because like if my desk was messy I felt not good my friend was talking about starting studying for the bar and she said she hadn't started yet because she spent a lot of time like organizing her bookshelves and like changing her desk arrangement and things like that and she was um making sort of being hard on herself and she's like worried that she hadn't started yet and I said well you have started like mm -hmm. you're setting up your space and that's an important space for you for the next two months like you're you're being aware of your external environment and how it affects you yeah so. yeah and I I mean I I I think that just brings up a, a really good point about sometimes our like procrastination with certain tasks or whatever, which I don't know about you, Carson, but one of my immediate procrastination things to do is to clean um, or to reorganize. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you, or I guess 
in the past year, this is a bad example. But, like, how many times have I told you, I guess, that I've rearranged my living room again? <laughs> like, I... Oh, I've gotten multiple <laughs> pictures. Yeah. I think I've rearranged my living room at least... I mean, I've been here four years now. I've rearranged it at least ten times <laughs> in that time. <laughs> now, sometimes I've gone back to, like, old variations, but, like, the current variation it's in is completely different. And, um... I mean, there there was a moment half not not even halfway like maybe two months into the pandemic where I was like, my current work setup is not working for me, and I completely shifted um, mm. everything and like I moved my desk into the little nook where um, typically like it would be the the dining area for an apartment, but like I made it my little office area to make it separate from my living room, which is where it was. Um, which was an issue because speaking about how external variables, uh, or external environment affects me, like I was able to see the, um, the, 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 what, what's it called? TV, which, um, <laughs> was not good in terms of, um, uh, uh, my, um, my output, my work output, because I would, uh, watch TV while, while, while working, which isn't like unheard of or like awful it was just one of those things where it's like if I'm going to um get the best work I need to have a focus space and so you know I moved my desk to where somewhere where I I still am able to um uh be be stimulated because again like part of the definition of uh environmental wellness is um, an occupying pleasant stimulating environment so like my desk now faces my window so like I can look out and be stimulated by the people walking by and the geese and uh, ducks and the raccoon that I see often um, who decides to jump into the dumpster that's near my apartment um, to grab something and it's adorable uh, even though it's a little creepy um, because I'm like, it's a raccoon. How cliche, though, like a raccoon in the dumpster. Seriously. The original. And, and I'm sorry, but this guy is a big boy. Like, <laughs> he, I'm like, he is eating well um, in terms of, um, yeah, he's he's eating well, this guy. I've really never seen a raccoon and been like, oh, that, it looks like it's starving. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they usually look like chonky. That, that is a um a great point carson i have i have also never seen a raccoon that has uh look like they need food <laughs> um but no i love it which actually okay so uh, i i mean again we're getting right into these goals because the second goal is redesign your environment to more effectively support and reinforce your needs which i just want to know i did not look at that before i started talking about <laughs> And so it's like, look, it's like we wrote these goals and we're just going through them, but we really didn't. Again, they're coming from the same, the same fucking website we've used for all the other wellness things. Um, but I think, I, I think. Are we the creators of the eight dimensions of wellness? <laughs> we like look at it and we're like, oh my God, did we travel in time and come up with this? <laughs> we like come up, came up with it during this podcast and then we went back in time and put put up the website with Northwestern so that we could then use it in the podcast and it's all a big circle. Um, I think that's a movie somewhere. <laughs> and if it's not, it should be. Um, Disney, if you want to contact us, you can contact us at, at associates underscore pod. Um, we haven't been very active on our social media, but again, we will still maybe respond. Um, but no, so I mean... I think that's important. So you've, you've talked about your friend. I've talked about my uh, redesigning of my environment, both from a work standpoint, but also like my car, like cleaning it and stuff. What about you, Carson? What, 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 what do you find important to have to, um, to make sure you're more effectively supported and reinforcing your needs? I think you can look at this goal and just you can take redesign to mean like actually moving physical objects around and um, saying like I'm gonna move my desk or something like that um, or you can think about like um, if your environment your quote-unquote environment is like 
a, a law school, <laughs> for example, <laughs> and you're around like other law students, maybe you redesign your environment by like not being around the law students as much or choosing different law students to be around or um, just some sort of redesign there. Like I think that redesign can mean whatever mm. you want it. Not you want it, not just you want it, but like you need it um, to be because it's all about supporting you and your needs um, and understanding like what's going to support your well-being. Um, so sometimes for me too, it just means exploring who I am as a person mm -hmm. and understanding what's important to me and then getting to that it's almost like a, a multi-step thing because and then I can redesign things like like now I know that I like having plants and flowers and things like that in my life so I've redesigned my life to include that mm -hmm. um and now I know that like I really like having certain art art works or pieces of art by certain people um that I can see a lot so I've I've redesigned my life to make sure that I can financially afford that so that um, I choose artists that I want to support and so that I make time and effort to actually put that art up in my space so that I can yeah. see it that's that's great um, thank you Carson um, and then I think you know these last two uh, goals are much more in line with I think what a lot of people think of when they think of environmental wellness because uh, it's a lot more external so the first one is be concerned about the future of local national world ecological and climate um, which I'll, I'll just say for myself I've come I've become more aware of and a lot of that is due to you so thank you Carson um, <laughs> and I, I think, um, the past, I would say three, four years, I've become more aware of it. Um, you know, just in terms of, uh, readings and watchings and, uh, Mr. Rogers. Um, I mean, that's one more reason I became one of the big reasons I became, um, vegetarian was because of the, um, uh, ecological effect um, in terms of how much, um, uh, carbon is actually emitted through meat, uh, the meat industry, um, which is actually more. He's saying, he's saying meat with a T. Yes. Sorry. In case you're thinking, in case you're thinking that he's saying me industry, because yes. that's what I was thinking at first. And I was like, what is the Preston industry? And remember when I was talking about consonants earlier, that they could be the downfall. Um, yes. So the meat industry, which I did not realize, um, but I mean, now let me educate everyone and Carson, you probably already know this, but that the meat industry has a worse effect uh, in terms of environmental effect than car admissions, for example, um, mm -hmm. at least in the U.S. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't say worldwide, but in the U.S., um, the, the uh, meat, meat farms and whatnot have like three times the effect as uh, just our car output um, and our car admissions. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to throw that out there. And Carson, you go ahead and <laughs> talk next. Um, I would say that I have always been concerned about the um, climate and environment. Um, I don't, sometimes I try to think about like where that came from. And I don't know if I can really pinpoint something. Like I know when I was little, maybe like six or seven, my family did a riverbank cleanup. So I think seeing my family do that, um, where we uh, sort of put in a value on keeping our community clean, but also just like loving nature um, by going and like picking up trash off the riverbanks and things like that. Um, I think that that probably had somewhat of an impact, but I think I just have always loved being outdoors. And so I just mm. want to save the outdoors. 
Um, and so that just has extended into me learning as much as I can about environmentalism. Mm -hmm. So learning things like be, how being a vegetarian impacts the environment. Um, and which I'm coming up on five years of being a vegetarian, by the way. Wow. Yeah. I don't I'm, think I'll ever go back. I'm coming up on two years. <laughs> Yay! I'm so proud of you. But no, similar to um, you, I don't, I don't foresee, like the one thing, I almost had a slip up with um, buffalo chicken dip because I tried to make it with the plant-based stuff and it was awful. Um, oh no. <laughs> so then I was like, well, I haven't, I haven't tried it with cauliflower yet, which probably honestly makes more sense than the meat substitute. So I should have just tried it with that. Mm. But I was like, well, let me try the chicken substitute first to see. Um, but anyway, sorry. That yeah, was... the, no cauliflower. I've, I've made cauliflower, um, sort of like cauliflower chicken wings. Um, Oh yeah, and so if I actually, those were, those were pretty good. So yeah. it might work um, in the dip. You'll have to let me know. But I, I think that it's it, it's interesting because the next goal too is minimize your contribution to the destruction of the outdoor environment. Hmm. And I will always hold that like as a value. It's just part of my lifestyle. Yeah, but. I've sort of in some ways backed off of it in in the sense of like one I don't kill myself trying to like you know if something's going to be like super duper hard for me to recycle properly I might just throw it away honestly yeah. um or at least that's what I've done for the last couple of years because I needed a lot more time and energy to focus on law school um but the other thing is that, like, I'm focusing a lot more on, like, I already have these habits in place where, like, I don't use paper products, I don't eat meat, I um, ride my bike, like, if and when I can, and um, just, like, other, I recycle, other things like that. Um, but, so I'm pushing a lot more of my focus to companies mm -hmm. and forcing them to do better and make changes and because I because I think that like on the individual level yes sort of like we can make an impact especially if we work as a collective and it's important that we care about it but there's so much more that can be done and be saved that by companies choosing to be better and do better or alternatively like our government forcing them to yeah um so i mean i guess i guess my point is don't beat yourself up if you're like if you don't recycle yet or whatever like just if you want to be more environmentally conscious based off of these two goals choose like one thing like something small and do that for like a year and then maybe choose like something else. So like my first thing that I ever started doing was probably recycling. Yeah. Um, so, but make sure you do it correctly because if you recycle not correctly, then it just causes more issues. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no. And I, I think you, you hit on it. Just, it's so funny how businesses and stuff shifted uh, the responsibility to consumers and we're like, Oh, here, we'll just start selling you reusable bags that you can use, uh, but still use plastic bags, like still have plastic bags, like, and we'll still, yeah. and we'll still um, have this huge impact with uh, how we get our, uh, our supply chain and all the things that, you know, hurt the environment that way. But no, I, I, I think um, you kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of uh, the, 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 the way that companies have shifted the blame away from themselves towards uh, the consumer is uh, very interesting to see uh, and experience. Um, and so you as a consumer should not feel bad um, for, you know, 
forgetting your reusable bag and having to use plastic bags once. Like, it's not... It's not... Yeah, no. It, it's it's honestly, like, it's it's so rude, uh, Kroger. Because um, they could just decide, like, they could just be like, oh, yeah, like, no, we don't do plastic bags anymore. I mean, it's literally um, what Aldi did. Like, Aldi was literally like, bring your own bags or you're going to just bring it all back in your car. Like... Yeah. Or it, or you can use our it's boxes. It's only an American con. It's really only like, yeah. well, not only American, but there are a lot of other countries that are just that just like, take put all their stuff in a car and then like put it in laundry baskets in the back of their car and then take it into their house or whatever. Um, like, not everywhere does this whole like weird plastic bag concept mm -hmm. and like places in cal like you said aldi and like places i think maybe california the entire state no i don't that's not accurate but maybe san francisco um yeah. has like outlawed plastic bags or whatever um so like they can they can decide and just be like yeah no we're done with it but mm -hmm. they don't want to right well and I, and i'll just say like one of the one of the biggest arguments I hear from people for not getting rid of plastic is what what would I then use to scoop up my cat's litter and stuff? And I'm like, actually, you're reusing them. So really, you're doing what you need to do with them. So yes, keep keep getting them to use them for that too. Like, that's fine. But also, what did people use to scoop up their cat's litter a hundred years ago? I don't know. They probably just threw it in the trash and threw it away. Like, it wasn't a big deal. Um... So you would find a way to deal with it. Like, that can't be your argument for why getting rid of plastic bags is bad. But also, I mean, you're reusing the bag, so it's not, like, a, a super big deal. You're not just throwing them away. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, that's one of those things that when I hear, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, like, I get what you're saying, but also you're reusing it. So one, you're fine. But two you would figure out a way to handle your cat's litter. Like, right? They're, 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 it's like people are just be. it's like that's just lazy. Like, yeah. you know, you, you can either think through it now and figure it out or know that you have the critical thinking skills to figure it out later when the time comes. Um, and it's not just grocery stores and it's not just plastic bags. Oh, no, yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like... There's so many different things. It's like uh, the the whole like shipping industry, and actually, there's there's so much that is bad about like buying from Amazon and then returning packages. Mm. Um, there's so much uh, waste in that, and then there's also like a lot about the emails that you. But her emails. Um, if you have like thousands of emails on your Gmail, which I do, you think about how servers and everything work. And so everything's sitting on like a server in a big, like giant warehouse That's hot. that takes massive amounts of electricity. And yeah, it's just like burning hot. Um, so, so what I'm hearing is so my, my neurotic nature to open every email as soon as I get it and either delete it or save it for later consumption is helping the environment. Well, if you ultimately delete it, then yes. Yeah. Well, some emails I want to yeah. save, though, because of their um, emotional significance. Like, <laughs> it's like, you can save 15% at Target. You're like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or like all of the companies that sent emails that were like, during these unprecedented times, oh we hope God. you're okay. <laughs> I'm not fine, Walmart. I'm not okay. <laughs> if Walmart ever sent me an email, I'd be like, delete, report spam, <laughs> call the FBI, all the things. Um, Carson, final thoughts on environmental wellness. <laughs> Um, I just think that this is probably my favorite dimension of wellness mm. and probably one of the ones that I, maybe that's why I'm, it's my favorite because you're truly doing the best in. that I am crushing this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably a middle of the road one for me. I'm not, I'm definitely not the strongest in it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm adequate. 
<laughs> Nobody's perfect. In, in terms of percentiles of Americans uh, and environmental wellness, I'm probably in the 50th. No, no shot. You're, you would definitely be like 75th at least. <laughs> Is that just because I don't have a trick? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's just because no one can compete with like those very wild people in Portland, Oregon, who are like, "I'm gonna walk 17 miles." Literally, though, can't. Um, which, yeah, this is actually let's let's scoot on into walking and talking because um, I just want to talk about the fact that my father, for the second year in a row, has entered a walking competition with like um, one of his buddies. And my father has walked, like, he or he's required to walk, like, 16,000 16, steps um, uh, this week, like, a day. Oh, I thought you were going to... Wait, a day? Yes. Um, which, just, oh my God. just for reference, I had a tennis match this morning, and I went for a short, like, one-mile walk, and I've only gone 12,000 steps. Um... So, I mean, it's like, that's like 10 miles. I don't know. I have no concept of time. But anyway, my dad has started, or I guess. That's like 10 miles. That's not accurate. I was just thinking how many steps is a mile. Isn't it like 3,000? I don't know about it. Well, okay. So 3,000, what is that? Six, eight. So it's like five miles. It's probably like a 5K. It's just. Uh, well, 5K Wait, would no, be three well, 5K miles. Wait, no, 5K is three miles. <laughs> We're so good uh, at math. Maybe um, it's closer to a 10K. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the reason I bring it up is just my father is walking uh, quite a lot. Um, but anyway, uh, also, in, what I've been doing is playing tennis because the weather has been nice. Speaking of environment, thank you, Mother Nature, for gracing me with good weather. Um, but also I have been stringing rackets, um, because I think I talked about this in an earlier podcast. I got a stringer from one of the old guys from our club. I shouldn't call him an old guy. One of the guys from our club. Um, and I not only am stringing my own rackets, um, but I started to string some friends rackets and, um, some people for my team. And so I officially got my, 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 I don't know, 14th business at this point. <laughs> See earlier episode on uh, Preston's multiple business endeavors that aren't actually business endeavors, but somehow uh, equate to it because he can't say no. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in terms of what I've been listening to, Carson, I, I had, and I think this just goes back to the um, conversations that we've had on choice, and why, like, I only have one streaming service at a time. But I had um, reserved a bunch of books at the library. Uh, and by books, I mean audiobooks, because, again, I can't read. Um, mm-hmm. And they all, like, came up at the same time, so I downloaded them all. And the mm-hmm. moment I went to go listen to one, I was like, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> no, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to do this. And so I just didn't listen to any of them. And they're all still, like, sitting there. And I have, like, eight days left to listen to them. But I have only listened to the first chapter of, like, all of them. Uh, but I just, I can't bring myself to finish any of them. And I honestly, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I think I don't care. And I think I just need to re-put them on hold. But do like one and two and three um i mean multiple different kinds of books like one is um stacy abrams our time is now uh less by andrew sean greer monkey town by rachel held evans which i talked about inspired by rachel rachel held evans uh mediocre the dangerous legacy of white men in america that's on that's on my shelf right now um well my Mine's just sitting here, and I'm not listening to it. Um, on Earth, we're briefly gorgeous by Ocean Vuong. Searching oh, for Sunday. That's on my list. The uh, World: A Brief Introduction by Richard Haas. Kill Switch: The Rise of Modern Senate and the Crippling of American Democracy by Adam Gentilson. So, like, I have all these these just on my overdrive, but I'm not listening to any of them because I'm just like. I start one, and I'm like, no, I want to listen to something, something a little different. Um, and I I've just... heard that I've heard that on Earth we're briefly gorgeous is 
phenomenal. I've listened to the first chapter and it's good, but like I can't, I, I can't. That's okay. That's okay. So so I I think I'm gonna just let them all pass, and let them all. I'm I'm just gonna return them all, and then I'm gonna re up one at a time so that I force myself like this is the one I have. Um, this is the mm-hmm. one I listen to. And then I, I think I'll enjoy it more because then I won't have to choose. Uh, but what I've done instead uh, is on my walks, I've been listening to one, my musical theater playlist, uh, because my musical theater playlist is also the playlist I listen to when I'm going to a tennis match um, because it pumps me up. Like, <laughs> that's my pump up like playlist. Like a weirdo. Yep. Um, but also old podcasts. I've been listening to... Um, Tiny Meat Gang, like I always do, which is a comedy podcast, um, and I started to listen to some of their old episodes just because I, I needed something familiar, and I think, I don't know. And also, um, uh, oh, the Tennis Podcast, um, which is what it's called, is the Tennis Podcast, um, which I've started to listen to some of their old episodes. So, anyway, Carson, what about you? What have you been reading, watching, listening to, hearing? Um... Can I ask you first to, and you don't have to answer this, but just just out of curiosity to expand a little on, you said, because I needed something familiar. Um, what, what exactly do you mean by that? I think I just needed something that I knew I would um, instantly connect with. Uh, whereas, like, I think all of the pieces and all of the books that I reserved and that are currently on my... Um, overdrive I know I'll connect with at some point however I think some of the some of the books are ones where like it might not be in the first chapter it might be in the second or third or fourth uh, but then the moment I connect with it then everything else I've listened to will have made sense it's kind of like you know um, the first time I listened to Harry Potter I didn't immediately connect with it because the first chapter of the first book is very I mean, it's not the first, it's not the best first chapter, um, but it's setting the groundwork for the rest of the show, or the, the show, the uh, books, and I think um, in terms of something familiar, it's something that I've already engaged with, so I know I like it, uh, and I'm already um, comfortable with it, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, the reason we prefer a um, an old quilt slash blanket slash comforter that we've had for five years now over a new blanket um uh when we're like sad or whatever because it's something that we've had and has gone through (laughs) things with us and like uh i'm in a different place than i was three years ago and i don't know if i need this new thing i've never thought or thought about that or experienced that that's interesting but now I think I'll be aware of it well and like I don't know about you but every once in a while like when I go to get a drink or something like I have my favorite cups like I go back to these (laughs) I I go back to a certain mug when I'm like oh I know it's gonna be a weird day or a crazy day let me go back to this mug because this mug the way I drink out of it I'm not going to spill as much. It's going to bring me a little more comfort, a little more joy. Like, I don't know. Is this weird? Am I, am I talking chaos or craziness? Like, am I the only one that does this? I can't be. I, I can't. I definitely I, have favorite am I cups like and plates guys? at my parents' house. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at my house, no way, Jose. Because if there's one that, like, I don't like, yeah. it's gone. It's out the door. Oh. Like, if there's one that, like causes me to spill or brings up bad emotions or memories or something. I also I, I it's gone. I also have like 20 mugs though. <laughs> I just Oh I, yeah. They all the, the and the issue is all of them bring me um joy in some level. It's just the the way in which they bring me joy is different. Uh like there are certain ones that I'll only use for hot cocoa. Also known as hot chocolate. <laughs> And there are certain ones I only use for tea, and certain ones I only use for coffee, and all that stuff. Anyway. That's <sighs> funny. So what are you reading, watching, listening to? Um, yeah, um, okay, so I have Mediocre in my shelf library, mm-hmm. so I think we should um, both engage with that, and then we can talk about it later this summer. Uh, but I'm coming up against the same thing, I just wanted to let you know um, that I have not just 
uh, books on my digital shelf. I have, I have three. I have A Promised Land, Mediocre, and um, An Indigenous People's History. Mm. And I haven't started any of those, although like two of them I just got today and one I got like three days ago. Um, but then I also have like a physical pile on my bookshelf of books that I've just been collecting and waiting to read. Mm -hmm. Like after I finished law school, I'm like, yes, after I finish law school, I'm <laughs> gonna read this book. Um, but I just have not wanted to read anything. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just, you know, letting myself do that because even though I'm done with law school, I'm still in study mode, so. Um, I am just honoring my body and my mind and what it what it wants and what it doesn't want. So, okay. um, I started watching New Girl on Netflix, mm -hmm. and that's why I asked you about um, needing something familiar, because I think I started watching it because I've seen it before and I think I've watched it multiple times, which is pretty rare for me. Mm -hmm. Like there are not very many shows that I've watched all the way through multiple times. Mm -hmm. I, I'd say less than five, honestly. Um, and I, same with movies, too. Like, I don't really do that a lot. Um, but I think that it provides me a sense of certainty and comfort when I'm in a very, like, transitional period of my life, mm -hmm. so. Um, and then also, just so you know, 2,000 steps is one mile. <laughs> oh, God. Wait. So, so your six, father is walking eight, eight miles a day. Well, and it goes up by 2,000 every week now until they're done. So next what? week, he has to go 18,000. Or I guess starting tomorrow, he has to go 18,000. Did he start at 16,000? No, they started at like 10. Um... And then, like, every week wow. it went up. Um, there was there were a couple weeks where it, like, stayed the same, I think, at, like, 14,000. Um, but, no, it's, I, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like, he, and he'll, I'll be like, Mom, where's Dad? And she's like, he's walking. Where? Just around the neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, so now at least I know. Like, I knew where I got my walking from and, like, why I always went on walks because, as a child, like, I would go on walks with my dad. Like, that was, was just a thing we did. We would just walk around the neighborhood. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess I should have just assumed that even in his older age, like, he would continue it. Like, he would just continue <laughs> his, his fucking walks. Chaos. Um, your dad is in way better shape than I am. <laughs> um, same, though. <laughs> also, I love that you... You were just kind of like, oh, my dad's going to quit walking around the neighborhood when I'm gone because this is an activity that we do together. But you get to continue doing it. Yeah. Well, duh. I'm, I'm young and vivacious. My father's old and crippled. Um, old and decrepit. Um, but also, it's just, it's like the, the whole idea um, that, like, he didn't walk before I was born, which is not true at all. Like, my father used to run marathons and shit, and I'm just like, I ran a 5K <laughs> once. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, I think my dad has done either a half or a full marathon, and maybe multiple mm. at that, and I'm pretty sure that my mom also... Um, but for me, that's, like, fiction, because they did that, like, before, <laughs> before I was we born, were born, and, like, yeah. when I was really little, so I'm like, I don't remember that, are you guys sure? It's not real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, whenever they bring up my, my dad running marathons and stuff, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I can barely run half a mile. <laughs> where did I, where did my running jeans go? Um, my God. Carson, shall we go to Oh No's as we talk about more Oh No's? Oh No. Let's do it. Um, well, mine is the fact that the weather is warmer. I wake up earlier. Um, and so I am taking more naps because I'm waking up earlier. And, um, you know, when I would go into work, like, I would be able to time my naps to be somewhere between 25 and 35 minutes. Um, because mm -hmm. then I would have to wake up and 
open my door and continue to work. Um, well, it's kind of hard when I'm working from home. And so there have been <laughs> multiple instances uh, in the past couple of weeks where I've gone for a, like a 20 minute nap and I wake up two to three hours later, <laughs> very confused and very, very, um, uh, concerned that I haven't been working. Um, and also like, um, okay. Can we explore that a little bit? Sure. What do you want to explore? <laughs> well, I'm just curious. Like, do you set an alarm yes. or are you just, you do? Yeah. I and you sleep through it? Yeah. And then, and here's the thing. I'll set an alarm. Oh, I could never sleep through an alarm. Oh, no. Oh. I, I I will set an alarm for um, 35, 20 minutes. And um, I'll do it both on my Google Home, so I have to yell at it to stop, and on my phone. And then I will wake up when the alarm goes off. I will turn it off. I will set a new alarm. <laughs> For 35 minutes, and then I will go to sleep again. <laughs> but here's the thing. I do this all so quickly that I, I, um, I just fall, I fall back asleep without, ra- like, waking up enough to be like, no, don't. So really what I think I have to do, and it's something that I, 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 I like, I know what I need to do to make sure that my nap's, so, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, fuck it, I'm too tired, I'm so when I go down for a nap, like, I don't care enough. Um, but I need to just set my alarm and, like, throw my phone in the hallway. Um, so that way I have mm-hmm. to get up and, like, actually turn it off. Um, because the issue with setting my Google Home is I just yell at it to stop and then it stops. Um, honestly, if my neighbors are home when I'm taking a nap, I feel sorry for them because they probably hear me say, Google, stop. Google, shut up. Google, stop. Um... And they hear my alarm going off every 35 minutes or 30 minutes or 25 minutes, however long I've set it. Um, But no, yeah, no, I set multiple alarms and every time I'll wake up. And finally, like after the third time of doing that, then that's when I finally wake up because I'm like, oh no, I fucked up (laughs) because my body, my body has been training for this my whole life. Um... Which I think partially is just because, like, growing up, my alarm was my parents or my brothers or something else. It was something, it was something external that I couldn't control. And so the moment I could control how I woke up, I've, I've truly taken control over it in terms of not actually controlling it in the uh, safe, healthy, proper way. But whatever. I mean, like, when I would take naps at work and stuff, like, I would set the alarm, the timer on my, on my Apple Watch... Um, so it would be a silent alarm that literally just vibrated and that was enough to get me up because I knew I had to get up. Um, or pe- Probably like the, yeah, the external environment yep. factor and the like sort of anxiety of mm-hmm. not, like what happens if you don't wake up. Right. Which like <laughs> there there have been times when like I've been taken up and in the middle like I, I get... Because I, I, I turn on the volume on my phone, like, full blast, so that, like, theoretically, I'm hearing if there's an alert or something. Like, and so, like, I know what a message from work sounds like, because it's a specific app, it's a specific noise. So if I hear that noise, I know enough to wake up and check it to see if it's a pressing thing. <laughs> but again, <laughs> I also sometimes fuck up and, um, you know. It's okay. My, my break becomes a two-hour break rather than a one-hour break. We all make mistakes. Yep. Um, did you talk about your own no? Uh, no, but I don't have one because oh. I'm just really, like, living a good life right now. Well, let's go to Yas Bitches then. Yas! Um, so mine is obviously... Um, law school graduation when this airs I will officially have walked across the stage and be a graduate although technically I already am because I already got my grades back Um, and so that I know like um, and for anyone who like isn't attending the ceremony or can't or whatever um, I'm very proud of myself 
and I just want you to know that like I made Dean's List in the last oh. semester. I'm getting the Dean's Award at graduation, <gasps> and I'm graduating cum laude, cum laude, cum laude. I believe it's pronounced cum. It's pronounced cum loud. Come loud. Come very very loud. <laughs> um, yes. Wait here. Uh, ba 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 ba. I actually don't know how it goes. Something something something. Um, that's awesome. Well, I'm proud of you, Carson. I believe the rest of and associates are proud of you. Um, I can't speak for Pippa, um, but I know Pippin, um, Molly, Minor, and maybe Penny. I don't know. Penny and Penny and Pippa might <laughs> might not be as proud. <laughs> Penny and Pippa are like she could have done better. <laughs> she, she, why wasn't she magna cum loud? Um, <laughs> well, my yes, bitch is not nearly as exciting, um, but. Our tennis season started today. We had our first match, and my partner and I, <clears throat> my partner and I won our match six two six one. What up? Uh, and the team won the match four one. So we started off with a win with a W, and I'm very proud of my nice. my, my, my 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 guys because we won. Um, and we did what we needed to do, which was not lose. Um, and we won by a margin that I wanted us to win by. Four one's pretty good. It's not it's not five oh, but it's better than three two or losing two three or one one four. Um but yeah, yeah, whoever the one is, make sure that they run laps or get cut <laughs> from the team. <laughs> well it was it was my number one court and they went three sets anyways, and it was a really good match. It was two hours and fifteen minutes. So it was it was a it was a nice Long match, so um, they definitely were worn out by the end, and they played well. Um, it was it was a tough matchup for them, but you know I, I I stayed to cheer them on and and do my thing as the captain. But I can only do so much from the sidelines. Um, but but they I, again they they played very well, and I I was I was I was proud of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I tried so, to inspire them with a speech, but it didn't work. <laughs> well, maybe next time. Maybe next time I'll do a song. <laughs> like a Tennessee song? You are not throwing away your shot. <laughs> <laughs> That'll definitely work. Um, our associate of the week this week is Peretta Autosport. Mm -hmm. Um and that is because that is a team at the Indianapolis 500, which the 105th Indianapolis 500 is going to happen soon-ish, I guess. Um, sure. And Pareto Autosport has, um, I think, like a 70% female team. Um, oh. So, yeah, which is, like, unheard of. There have only been, I think, like nine women that have driven in the Indy 500 and so um the the driver the owner and the crew like most of the team is women for Preta Autosport so let's go girls oh. wait let me get a little more Shania Twainy let's go girls <laughs> nice yeah it's owned by um uh Beth Beth Peretta who would I guess? Oh, yes, Beth. <laughs> oh, Beth. Oh, Beth. Yes, we love her. Uh, well, cool. Well, thank you, Carson. And I'll just remind everyone to subscribe, rate us, and review us on the Apple Podcast app. And have a good week. Bye.